All right, guys, welcome to this video. I have a special guest here. Jason, all the way from Philadelphia, is here with me in the home office. And we're actually gonna do an interview video and break down Jason's very first deal, how it went, what he did, some obstacles he came into, and how he overcame them and closed for a $15,000 wholesale fee as a brand new wholesaler. All of that and more coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Quick Start Kit with everything you need to flip your first house in 30 days or less. Download it now at myquickstartkit.com. If you're new here, I'm Jerry Norton and I went from dead broke to millionaire flipping real estate. And after doing a thousand deals, I created this channel to help you master the art of wholesaling and flipping so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Okay, so Jason, this is really exciting. Thank you for coming all the way out here. You made a special trip just to sit down with me, just to do this video. What's great about this is you just started, what, like three months ago, if that? Yeah, pretty recently. Brand new in January, you know, as of this recording, brand new wholesaler. You got your first deal now closed a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Which uh, you said to me, the main thing was proof of concept, right? Yeah. Because you see, it's easy to watch, oh, Jerry did it. He's a pro. He's been doing it for, you know, 17 years. Of course he can do it. But can I do it, right? That's the question that is always there. Um, so when you do that first deal, now where where have you gone? And we're going to talk about your first deal because that's what I want to share. What has happened to your confidence doing that first deal? It's, honestly, it's increased dramatic. Because once you get the whole process through, like I, I see so many people do the wholesale deal. Yeah. And like, you know, it's like legit, but (laughs) until you actually do it from point A to point B, like to get it actually closed, it's like, okay, like I know how everything works. I know all the curveballs. Like I had to deal with title issues and, you know, trying to get the seller to sign this. And it's just, I mean, that's more education than you'll ever get watching a video, right? Yeah. There's just a lot of things you don't expect to happen and you have to just be on, you know, on site to make sure it gets done. But now that I kind of got like seen it through like a few times, I'm like, I'm very confident in being able to do it. Yeah. And uh, reassure that it's going to get done with the buyer, the sellers. You just have to be dealing with a lot of different things. That's cool. So, guys, it, it may not be the right decision for you. What I did, I don't know if you know my story with this, Jason, but I, uh, I was, I was really afraid. I, I mean, I had, a, I was married with a couple kids, so that kind of puts a little bit more pressure yes, on on paying the bills, right? <laughs> That's a lot more but pressure. I kind of, I kind of like, uh, you know, part timed it before work, lunch break, after work, weekends. And was kind of like doing a deal here or there, wholesale deal here or there. And I saved up enough to like replace my income, which wasn't very much. And then I, and then I quit and went all in. And what's amazing is the, and this is just my journey. I don't, it doesn't work this way for everybody, but my first month, like really full time after doing a handful of deals part time, I did five deals in that first month full time and made 52,000 in assignment fees. And then, I mean, from that moment on, my life has completely just transformed from dead broke, you know, week to week, barely scraping by minimum wage, doing construction work to, to, you know, three years later, a millionaire. So it just, everything just kind of took off from when I made that plunge to like go all in. So that was my journey. I think you're going to find that when you can put a hundred percent of your focus into wholesaling, it's amazing how much faster you'll get the momentum going. Yeah. I just asked myself, am I okay not making money for six months? What's the worst that could happen? I'm like, sure, <laughs> let's do this. This is what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. So if you can stomach that, guys, if you can take that kind of risk and have that kind of uh, you know, ability to go through that tough transition, then that might be the right decision. So 
Let's talk, Jason, about your first deal because I love your story. It's a really cool story in that how you did the deal, put it together. Uh, you followed a, a black hat strategy I teach here on the channel to get your buyer. So it's a really cool story. So let's start with the deal first. So where did you find this first deal? I mean, it's kind of crazy like because um, I found it on Facebook Marketplace of all places. Facebook Marketplace, Of all right? places, I found it on Facebook Marketplace. I Which, was literally in my First thing bed. I asked when you told me that was, was it, a whole, was it another wholesaler deal? Because tons of wholesalers are on Facebook yeah. Marketplace. Every, almost every single one is yeah. a wholesale deal on those Marketplace things. But um, So if you're listening, you're like, oh, Facebook Marketplace, you're going to find a bunch of wholesalers trying to wholesale their deals. But you found a private seller on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I did. And I was literally in my bed, like getting ready for bed. Um, I'll get on my phone scrolling and I just went on the Facebook marketplace. Like, let's just see what's going on here. The first person I reached out to was the actual seller. Yeah. All you have to do is click a button and says, is this still available? You don't even have to type it. Yeah. It's there for you. Is this still available? <laughs> is this still yeah. available? The, the person got back to me very quickly, um, gave me her number. And then I was on the phone with her on um, the next morning, yeah. met with her two days later at the property. Okay. And, um, I like prepped like before, like we even met, I was like, if we're going to meet, are you guys prepared to make a deal? Like, yeah. I'm just trying to, I don't want to waste anyone's time here. Yeah. I want to make sure this is a done deal. And they're like, yeah, like we want to sell it. It was these, um, the property is in Philadelphia, but the owners are in, like in New York or Florida. Okay. So out of state owners. And they just didn't want to deal with the construction. They just didn't want to deal with it. They Absentee to owner, out of state owner, great motivation level. Yeah. And so it was in the goods part of Brewery Town. Like it was below Cecil B. Moore, which is sort of the cutoff point in like that zip code. Okay. So if it's below that, I knew that from like the lending, my lending side, because I had investors who bought, bought properties in that area. It's like, if it's below Cecil B. Moore, you're, you're in good shape. Okay. And so like, so you met and then at that point, no idea on price. So we had, um, they were on marketplace for 110. Okay. So I they saw, posted their price at 110. Yeah. And then and I saw another investor, like literally the exact same house, like on that street, the investor bought it for 107 and then they turned it from a three, like a three, one to a three, two and sold it for like high three hundreds or something. And this is something you learn on my channel with yeah. how to research what's going on in yeah, your neighborhood. Like what was the property history? You go on yeah. Redfin, Zillow. That's it. Like, so guys, let me let yeah. me go through that real quickly, Jason, in case they don't know. Sure. So so here's what Jason did. He, he's got the property. He's looking now at comps, which is a very important activity or skill to learn. He sees a flip that happens. He looks at the history and he sees what they bought it for, whatever, a couple months earlier. Yeah. And they bought it for 107, you said. Yeah, it's a very cooker, cookie cutter way to like review comps. Right. Like, like for beginners, that's perfect. Because yeah. it's like, what are people buying it for? Good. I was get it less than that. Right. So now you're like, okay, another flipper bought one just like mine, similar to mine for 107. They're asking 110. We're, we could probably put a deal together here, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay. And I studied the exact same. I think we're close. I think we should meet. Yeah. So that, that gave you confidence to meet. Yeah knowing that 110 was their ask price. So you meet, you go over it, you look at the property. Now, what, what price did you give that seller? So I was like, I prepped them. I was like, before the, I was I'm between 95 and 105. Um, and before so, meeting? Before or, meeting. Okay. And, so you um, kind of pre-sold it a little bit. Exactly. Okay. And I, I'm like, we, we meet, we walk the property. It's, it's a complete shell. Like, I mean, everything. I mean, it's, it's your typical, I'll put a gut rehab repair budget into this. Over a hundred thousand. Is that what you put down on your? I number? put a hundred into one hundred and fifteen for my numbers because yeah. that's it's a people use a hundred square foot in Philadelphia based on the investors I talk to. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's sort of what I did, 
And um, which guys, if you don't know that market, a lot of those homes, they're you know they're a hundred year old homes. They're yeah, they're just guts. You know exactly. Yeah. Hundred. I mean, I think it was built in nineteen twenties. So it's yeah. hundred. It's over hundred years now. Yeah. So, um, and like we we walked the property. I offered a hundred. She's she says I'll t- I'll talk to my partner. Okay. And I said <laughs> if we can do one hundred five right now, can we just get the deal done? And she's like, yeah, sure. Let's just do okay. the deal. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to like any other people coming in. The problem mm-hmm. is they that was on. Friday, they signed the contract on Tuesday the next week. Oh man, so all that, that time, all that time, which, I was which out. time kills all deals, right? Yeah. So there, I mean, that's really amazing because anybody else could have come in, offered more. Yeah. So why did it take those three days or whatever to get to the contract? So there was like three partners. Everyone's like, oh, there was like, they, they had to talk. They had to talk yeah. and make these decisions and. I understood that, but yeah. like the whole time, I'm like my heart pins racing. and needles. <laughs> you know, I try not to stay high or too low on these things, yeah, but like, but when it's your first deal, there's so much uncertainty, and like you just don't know what you're yeah. doing. And, you know, like the least exciting part was actually getting it closed. To be honest, <laughs> like when I got the buyer to sign the assignment, that was probably the, like the the highlight of Which it. Which you're not even to the finish line. And, yet. Not, and I was yeah. like, all right, calm down. <laughs> so, but like. You know, there's just so many unknowns. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. So, like, it's easy to get, like, anxious with things. And oh, then yeah. One of my friends who, like, was helping me look at the deal was telling me I could maybe get, like, 150 for it. Um, and, like, that was, like, all right, they better sign this right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but like, I took the approach. It was, like, I, I was – I had, like, a few buyers on my list, like, 30 buyers from mm-hmm. my lending days. Yeah. And, like, no one really, like, wanted to do stuff in that area. Not everyone okay. does – even if it's a good deal. Like, you know, sure. not everyone's going to do stuff in certain areas. Especially in this environment right now with that type of rehab. Some people are just a little bit more conservative with like those longer rehabs. Yeah. And so um, what I did, like the same house that was sold, the comp I was using, I just reached out to the agent. Perfect. Who, yeah. uh, who helps sell that. And like it's um, one of the top agents in Philadelphia. He has listings everywhere. So um, gave him a call. said like, I'm, I'm looking to assign this, this property here. I see that you're... Your um your investor did a pretty good job. Sold it not too long ago. Um, on would, one would, right by would they would they be interested in another deal? Mm-hmm. And he was there the next morning. Yeah. So I was like thinking, I wonder if he's even interested. It was like if he's going there the next morning, he's, he's interested. probably interested. Um. So I tried to get one forty. They offered me like one twenty two, and like me and my partner Jordan were like, should we just like put it on like Facebook, and like all the Facebook groups and just try and do it ourselves, or should we go with this? Um, and make like $15,000 yeah. on it. And the decision we made was like, let's just do the easy deal. It's the first deal. Let's not try and like be heroes. The here. bird in hand, right? Versus, you know, yeah. maybe, yeah. yeah and maybe like, you lose one, that guy. Yeah. And yeah. And it's one of the top agents in the city. And you want to start building relationships when you're in like doing this full time. You want to have key relationships. So that was another thing I looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to establish some relationships with key agents because you know he's connected to other other investors and in great yeah. contact. Yeah. And like you want to think it like it's a long term decision. Like if you wanted to do the short term decision and like like I just want to make like the most as I can and yeah. whatever like screw the relationship. Let's just get the most we can. I probably would have just went on Facebook groups and posted it. So didn't counter took the one twenty two. Took the one twenty two. Gotcha. So guys, let me back up a second or pause a second and explain this. So this is a technique I teach quite a bit on the channel here. So because Jason doesn't have this massive buyer list, you don't, you don't actually need a massive buyer list to do a wholesale deal. You need a buyer, yeah. right? And your, your best buyer is always a local active flipper in the same neighborhood because flippers love to flip deals, repeat deals 
in the same neighborhood where they've already done deals. So a lot of times they're your highest paid buyers or your most motivated because they got things figured out a little bit. So he goes, so he finds this flip that's happened close by his deal, calls the agent, which I think is a really smart move. Don't go around the agent to the buyer direct. I I could have done that. I decided to go through the agent. I don't think that there's no benefit to that because the agent wants to help their, their flipper get your deal and they want to work with you. Because it's in their best interest, they're going to get another house to relist yeah. on the backside. Exactly. So, and it's easy, right? You, you can find their number, you can call them up. So you talk to the agent, agent brings that your deal to his flipper, flipper wants it, you work out a deal, $15,000 wholesale fee. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, now, I wish wholesaling was, oh, I signed the contract, we go to closing, everything, great, we're done, right? Yeah. No, in fact, I would say, Jason, 25% of my deals never make it to the finish line because all these other things can happen from, from the, from here to here. So let's talk about some of the issues you ran into. So you went with the title company that was referred to you. They're going through a bunch of transition, ended up being a terrible experience with the title company. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So yeah, I mean, I, it was recommended from a friend and I just like, just went with that because, you know, referrals are important. I mean, like it's like, all right, cool. The problem is when I uh, went to the proper, like the title company, they just recently got bought out by another company and they're going through this transition and there's no excuse not to like, you know, answer the phone and, and like not answer emails. Cause that's what happened. Like yeah. I was like, even my agent was getting like annoyed. Like I've called this person like five times. I'm done with this. Right. And I'm like, let me handle it. Like I've, I was just hammering the phone trying to get answers. Like I need an answer right now. Like I, yeah. I was super nice about it. At a certain point, I was like not tolerating anymore. Which it should be slam dunk, right? You got a you got an original purchase agreement. You got an assignment. Let's go, right? Closing date. Yeah. So you had all these issues. Got delayed. Even when it, even when you closed, it took like them a week or whatever to even give the seller their proceeds. Yeah, I was all these still issues. working the deal after it closed. Like <laughs> I was helping the seller get their money. <laughs> I was helping the agent get the, the, the executed HUD. Like it was just so a the mess. buyer, so your flipper could get started, right? Yeah, because they want to pull permits. They yeah. need it. Like it's just, and I'm trying to get them on the phone. I called them four or five times today to finally get everything. Now we're, we should be done, but yeah. I mean, so I mean, most of this was out of your control because you did do the right thing, which is go to a wholesaler friendly title company. You thought because yeah. they were referred to you, but guys, title is everything. So I always put in my contracts, buyer meaning you to choose the title company for the transaction. So buy, yeah. so seller agrees to close with buyer's title of choice, and then you go pick a really good wholesaler-friendly title company to make that transition, that the, the closing transaction go smoothly. Yeah. So you learned that lesson. Now you're using a different title company. Yeah. It's gonna be way different, hopefully, yeah. on the next one. I but, just dropped off my earnest pot. I say I got like a good vibe from the company. Yeah. And like the, the person I'm JVing it with like uses them all the time. So you know, if, if it doesn't do well, it's you know, on the JV. Yeah. (laughs) But you got through it. You got your deal done. $15,000 assignment fee. I mean, guys, your first deal really just getting started a couple months ago, get that first deal done. I mean, amazing first deal. I think my first deal was 6,000. So $15,000 wholesale on your first deal is, is phenomenal. I would have been happy with 2000. (laughs) I I know, right. Just to go through the experience is worth it. Just that alone. Yeah. So guys, I I hope that's uh, inspirational to you. Leave a comment and say, Jason, you are a flipping genius. Because that is so cool to do that first deal. So, Jason, tell us now, what's what's next? I mean, what is your strategy? What's your game plan? What are you hoping to accomplish here now? So, I'm deciding whether I want to stick with wholesaling. I love wholesaling because, you know, it's very low risk. It's very, um, 
you know, there's risk with everything, but it's yeah. low risk for like compared to other stuff you can do in real estate. You can make quick cash really easily. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with contractors. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out where I want to take the business. Yeah. I really am interested in modular homes and okay. building stuff in the factory and like streamline mm-hmm. that process. I just don't want to deal with contractors like on like having 20 deals and like trying to manage everything. I think I would get very frustrated um, with that type of a uh, business model. But just building out the business right now, mm-hmm. processes is like this next quarter, we're just uh, going to establish a lot of processes, maybe put some more money into marketing. We're not really like... Everything I've done so far has been like zero marketing dollars to get yeah. deals. But yeah. I'm trying to scale the business and trying to, you know, build that out. So if I were to coach you right now about this decision, so the thing I would say is you've gotten through proof of concept, which is a really first step. Yeah. Now what you've got to do is you've got to think about how can I create some automation here? Yeah. Um, you definitely have to now start doing some marketing. Yeah. Right? Because you cannot you cannot create consistency and build momentum unless you're reinvesting in two things in, in marketing and your yeah. education, which you, you're big into education, which is phenomenal. And then you want to go from kind of like, okay, go from this first deal to now can I do consistently do a deal or two or three a month? Yeah. You know, focus on kind of getting the couple of deals going. And then your biggest thing is just going to be scale. Now, how do I scale? How do I create, how do I build a team? Yeah. How do I build processes that's how you really take this from this kind of like onesie twosie, up and down roller yeah. coaster. Which flipping can be very roller coaster, yeah. and you don't want that happening because that's the kiss of death. Because it's so mind numbing to go, you know, a month or two or three with no deals. Like I've seen people go back to a job because they just can't handle that the up and down of it all. Mm-hmm. So the biggest thing is create that that monthly income out of it. Exactly. I think when you get good at that. Then it's then you can really springboard into other things, fix and flip, or whatever other things are interesting to you. Yeah, you know, taking cash and buying rentals, whatever. I don't really care as long as, as long as the main thing is, Jason, is that you're in a progressive mindset of how do I grow and progress? How do I not get in a comfort zone? How do I not become complacent? How do I push myself to the next levels all the time? Exactly. Yeah, and that's like so. The this next three months, we're just going to start building out processes. And the business I want to create is something that's simplicity. So I'm probably never going to be a full-time rehabber. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to either go fine. wholesaling, you know, if I can find a way to perfect the, um, the modular home stuff, that's I think that'd idea. be cool. Um, I do like new construction because everything's like, if you build like a bunch of new construction houses, it's a fixed cost every single time. Oh man, that's a fun conversation. And, and so like yeah. all those things I'm kind of thinking thinking about to sort of build a business that, you know, is simplicity. Yeah. Not have you know you're gonna have headaches in every business, but yeah. you know like that's I mean, that's probably what's gonna happen. The one thing you shared with me before the before the camera turned on was you said, um, based on what I've been doing so far prior to doing this, that you've already overcome a fear of picking up the phone, talking to people, not afraid to hustle, not afraid to put myself out there. You know, that's a huge, huge thing that is hard to overcome for some people to actually get into this business and get it off the ground. So I feel like you've got a, you're just a, you know, light years ahead in that you're not afraid to pick up the phone. You're not afraid to put a number in front of somebody, you know, maybe not know what you're doing and fumble through some things. That's kind of scary for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so I think that's huge. What would you say to those, to somebody though? Like I asked this question, I remember to Nick is, 
you know, if someone's watching this right now and they're, and they're like you were when you watched Nick, you know, which is like, Hey, I've been learning a little bit about this. I've got some interest. I want to create, I want to change my financial future. What would you say would be somebody's the, the most important thing they could work on right now? I, I would just say, focus on building momentum and you can build momentum with like the simplest stuff. I mean, like my reluctance to actually make phone calls, like you can literally just set a goal for the week to make one phone call every day. Yeah. And even though like it, you'd be embarrassed not to, to actually achieve those <laughs> goals. Right. But what you would find is after just making one phone call, another phone call, like the worst thing that could happen is they just don't take your deal or like yeah. they don't even take you seriously. They did. I was not taking seriously on the phone for sure because I didn't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> but like after doing enough phone calls, you start to like, um, you know, you can start to analyze and pretty much um, coach yourself. Like, yeah, I should have said that instead to make it work. And um, the goal of these phone calls is not always to get a deal. Yeah. The, the goal is yeah. just to build momentum and start, you know, getting the ball moving. Like you're not, not one phone call can change everything really. Totally. And if you just start analyzing everything all the time, you're never going to make that phone call. Then you're never going to make money. The worst thing that can happen is they say no, or you learn something and then if they want to give you a deal, great. But that shouldn't be the the goal of the, you know, when you're starting out, I would just say build momentum. And, you know, wins like them picking up the phone is a win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a win for me. That's how I started. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I recently did a, a video interview with um, Chris Allen and 20 year old college kid. I don't know if you saw that video, but he said he said his goal was around quality conversations which you have control over. Yeah. You don't have control over what they're going to say or if they're going to give you a deal or if you're going to find a deal. You don't have control over any of that. What you do have control over is picking up the phone yep. and having a conversation. That you have control over. Exactly. And you learn so much from a conversation. Like again, like sometimes I'll make a phone call with an agent and I'll say like, is, is there like, where, where do I have to be here? Yeah. Kind of like what you uh, do. And yeah. you're seeing what other investors are paying for. Yeah. I'm like, they're paying that much. So that gives you more insight on the market. Oh. And it's like, if someone really wants that, fine, I'll get something on our contract and I'll let someone buy that price. Mm-hmm. Like you have to learn from these agents because they, they're aware of what other offers are coming in. If you can get them talking and sharing, you can adjust. I, I, ju- I adjust almost every single time on the phone. Like I go in with a number. Yeah. I think I understand ARV. I think I understand repairs. And just asking those agents questions about who they're talking to, what's going on. I mean, How much I did, repairs do you think this needs? Exactly. Like, what do you think it'll sell for? What do you think the repairs are? All of a sudden, they start telling you things that are so helpful. I, I, did, yeah. a, I did a deal in Boise. I, we did it here on the channel where I go into the deal at this number at like 300 or 295. The agent says, yeah, or the, this, it was a private seller. Seller starts telling me, yeah, we had it under contract at um, three, 325 or whatever. And I'm like, what? With a flipper... So then I'm like, okay, well, I instantly I adjust my number to 315, knowing I'll wholesale it to that guy for 10. Like, if that's what they're paying. Anyway, it's just great to just have those quality conversations. Oh, yeah. You're going to learn so much about your deal, about your market, what people want, what they're doing, and it's just going to really help you do deals. Yeah. And I went into it not knowing how to like analyze properties that well. I just yeah. made the phone calls and I learned as I was doing it. Learn as you go. That's the best way to do this. So, Love this. This is really great. And, and uh, thanks, Nick. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I send Nick a text and say, you got to check out this video yeah. <laughs> with Jason because uh, that's great that he was an inspiration to help you get your start. And here we go, everybody, you know, learning and growing together. Isn't that fun? It's fun. Yeah. yeah. 
And guys, uh, if you want to really get your first deal in the next 30 days, I've got an awesome resource for you. It's called the Quick Start Kit. It's like all kinds of tools. It's like over 100 pages. Uh, so you can download that. Go to myquickstartkit.com. You can download that for free. I think it'll really help you kind of get going with the things and tools you need to do your first deal, you know, hopefully in the next 30 days. But guys, it, it, all, it always comes back around to taking action, right? Taking action. So you want to take action. And guys, if, uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're putting out a lot of videos. It is the number one channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. Thank you, Jason, for being a, you know, an active subscriber and, and viewer and listener. And uh, I'm really excited to watch your journey. Make sure you stay in touch with me and, and we share and you share with me how you're doing. I want to see how you progress. Tell me about your deal. Send me pictures of your checks. You know, that's really fun for me to see the, the impact that we're able to have here by what we do. And, uh, and guys, thanks again. We'll see you on the next video.